Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, informed, and entertained. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today I'm excited to have with us Barry Braun, who is the founder of the Happy Community Project. Welcome, Barry. Thanks, Jen. I'm excited to be here too. Well, I'm ex- I'm absolutely excited to hear from you, and all about the Happy Project, the Happy Community Project. But first, I wanted to find out a little bit about who are you, Barry, and you know what happened in your life that kind of led you to where you are now and the development of the Happy Community Project. Well, I'll give you the short story rather right. than the long story. <laughs> uh, so the short story starts about six years ago when I became a grandfather. And I was wondering about my grandchildren's future and wondering where, where are they going to find a happy place 20, 30 years down from the road when they get into their prime of their life. Oh, my golly. That's a, that's a very valid concern and valid question. Well, I, I thought so, and what I've learned is that lots of other people are sharing that wonderment, like what uh, they also have, share the concern for their children, grandchildren. Uh, and so I decided I wanted to do something about it, to use the professional skills and the knowledge that I had and et cetera, uh, to see if I could actually intervene in some way, mitigate the outcomes in some way where it might be more likely that they might actually be able to find that happy place. Well, that's amazing. And while you were going through this process, what kind of things were, were taking place in your mind? Like what was your brainstorming about? And how did how did it evolve, I guess, into being the, the happy project? Well, uh, part of my training is being an engineer. And engineers are really good at problem solving. Right. And so I saw this as a problem. And... Uh, engineers are kind of cause and effect kind of guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, when you're building uh, or designing a, a new machine or something like that, you you're always looking at cause and effect in in it. So that's kind of how I approached it initially. It was cause and effect. So what's if there is a risk of there not being a happy community or a happy place for them twenty thirty years down the road? What's the cause of it? And then, uh, and and then, how do you intervene in that cause? So my first track down this was actually not in. Not all engineering is good engineering. <laughs> I, I actually know that. <laughs> so, so my first track at this was saying, well, okay, so it's really got to do with decision making, and 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 if we made different decisions, we'd have a different outcome. Uh, and and uh, so who's making these decisions and what can we do to intervene into that decision-making process? And the answers to those questions were, well, it's old white guys who are making most of these decisions uh, and they're not making them for the well-being of the rest of the world necessarily, even though sometimes they try to justify it that way. Uh, and, uh, and so how do we replace them or intervene in that process? And my first kick at the can was women reshaping the world. Uh, my, my first, uh, thoughts were, well, okay, let's replace all those old white guys with women. So yay, <laughs> yay, women get up here and take over the world. Very ambitious. <laughs> it was very ambitious, and it taught me an awful lot of lessons that have led me to the Happy Community Project, which is now being very successful. So let's go back to when you initiated the, the women yeah. initiative. Women reshaping the world, yeah. Yes, re- women reshaping. And I recall <laughs> seeing something about that. Yes, we had three major conferences, uh, two here in Nova Scotia, one in Florida. 
and attracted a very good crowd of women who were really enthusiastic uh, with the idea. They were inspired by the ideas behind the women reshaping the world. And they taught me a lot of really important lessons. Uh, one is that uh, most women aren't really uh, desirous of stepping into the firing line of taking over the the, the big decision making. Uh, that's a that that takes a very special person to be able to step into that breach. Uh, uh, but most women also wanted to, and beyond most women, most people want to actually make a meaningful difference. They want to actually do something that they feel is meaningful for their the, the world that they live in, the, the, the immediate surroundings. That makes a lot of sense. But they, they have conditions on doing that. What do you mean? Well, their conditions are that they want to they want to do something that's actually meaningful, but they don't want they, they don't want to do something that interferes with the rest of their life in any kind of major way because they already are overwhelmed with life. Right. There's uh, we're, we're all uh, going in a million different directions all at one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they want guidance on what they can do that would help be meaningful, but then they also want to do it on their own terms, in their own way, uh, uh, on their own time, that sort of thing. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense when you look at it from that perspective and stand back and look at that, right? Yeah. So what other lessons did you learn from women reshaping the world? Well, not the whole conventions. They're very expensive and cost a lot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they are expensive. They, they really are. And you want people to be able to afford to go, so sometimes it's a yeah. catch-22. Absolutely. So beyond so, the price, I'm sure there were some other lessons. Uh, well, the the biggest lessons was that that people actually really want to do something, and it was those lessons that informed the design of the Happy Community Project. Uh, so, uh, so what we've done is designed the Happy Community Project in a way that meets those sort of requirements that people get to do things on their own times they get to satisfy their sense that they're doing something meaningful that they're making a real difference um, uh, that it's not onerous uh, in the sense that it interfere, interferes interferes in a major way in the rest of their life um, uh, and yet they actually do real things that make make a big impact on the community that's great. Can you tell me when you initially thought about the Women Reshaping the World conference, what was your hope and goal for those conferences? Well, I was overly ambitious for other people, and that was also a mistake. Um, uh, I, uh, it's okay for me to be overly ambitious for me, but it should, I, it's not necessarily a good thing for me to be overly ambitious for other people. Then you start having <laughs> expectations, and then you get disappointed when those expectations sometimes aren't met. Well, that's, that's yes, uh, that's true. So uh, my expectations was that we would... Uh, now, we're talking about seven, s seven years ago or so. Okay. Right? So Trump hadn't shown up yet. <laughs> that makes a lot of difference <laughs> in everything, doesn't it? So the world has changed a lot in between, and... and and in that seven years, a lot of the ambitions of the women reshaping the world have actually started to be realized that women are taking over more leaderships or being more more uh, vocal and affirmative in what they think is right and wrong. Uh, uh, they're um, showing up with greater confidence in terms of demanding respect for themselves, like the Me Too movement, etc. Uh, all of those things didn't exist seven years ago. Right. 
um, they were still being somewhat hesitant in their in their uh, uh, things that they would actually take on to do. Uh, 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 so, uh, uh, so one of the really interesting things that's happened is uh, that through the Happy Community Project, it's about every. It's all citizens, it's not about women, but it turns out that mostly it's mostly women who actually do show up. <laughs> and it I, is, would, I would say I was surprised, <laughs> except I'm not. <laughs> and, it is, and it is usually, uh, uh, and they are actually making real differences. They're making the kind of differences they're sending up in, a, in, 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 in ways that are actually making significant differences for their communities, which are actually realizing the ambitions of women reshaping the world, even though uh, back then we weren't able to actually get to that place. So what do you think? the difference was between the campaign for women reshaping the world and the happy community project to get that buy-in oh man so here i'm going to be put my neck out because women the word women is a very charged word uh, especially when it's coming from a guy right uh, and um uh uh and 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 so I think that's one of the biggest differences. We took the word woman out of what we're doing. There's not women happy community project. It's happy community project. It's citizens happy community. Right, everyone right. working together. Right, and that made a huge difference to what happens as well. Uh, uh, women used to, when we're doing women reshaping the world. Women used to constantly tell me that, well, you know, men got to be included in this too, and so they wanted men involved. They didn't want it to be just a women's thing. And what For, other feedback? What was their reasoning behind that? Because it's our world. It's not their world. Right. And they they were wise enough to see that 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 uh, it, it, you know that. In fact, I'm using language here I'm feeling uncomfortable with right now because I'm talking about they as women being somebody else. Right. And which means that it's leaving us guys over here as another somebody else. <laughs> okay. And, and, uh, and, and what they were telling me, what women were telling me back then was that they really didn't want that world that way. They wanted it to be an our world, uh, where, uh, black, white, uh, whatever religion, whatever language, whatever cultural background, and whatever gender, uh, uh, and since then, seven years ago, the gender thing has moved a, right. a long ways around, yes, along, l- along as well. It's not as black and white as it was even seven years ago. No, for sure. Uh, uh, so, uh, so all these, all these, uh, all these things have evolved over time. But, but it was also uh, a spirit that was in there that didn't have a place to express itself because the world was being highly genderized and it's less so now. Okay, if you were to go back in time, what would you change about that women reshaping the world? I'd just start Happy Community Project. I wouldn't start Women Reshaping the World. that That was a big lesson for you then, wasn't it? Yeah. And with the Happy Community Project, when did you start with that? When was the pilot for that? Uh, well, it's probably about two years old now. Um, uh, it, so th- when, when I, uh, was recognizing that the women reshaping the world thing was on the wrong track, that it wasn't really going to get to the ambitions of creating that happy place for my grandchildren down the road, which was always the, which is always the goal. And that uh, was your objective back when you started that uh, as well? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The objective hasn't changed. 
um, but the solution has. Okay, so all that experience uh, was the, uh, provided the foundation for the genesis of the Happy Community Project, which is being inclusive of all people in uh, taking responsibility for their communities so that our ch children, our grandchildren, can find their happy place 20, 30 years from now. Well, and all of those generations yet to come, right? Absolutely. I know I have my happy place at my cottage, and I think that everyone should have a happy place, and the more people we can engage in the Happy Community Project, the better. Absolutely. We're going to have a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about more specific projects that the Happy Community Project is working on. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen. Welcome back, Barry. And before break, we were talking a bit about the Happy Community Project and the women reshaping the world and how that kind of evolved into that Happy Community Project. Now, tell us about when it, when was the first Happy Community Project conceived and delivered? Well, it's been a, a bit of a training experience, a learning experience to, to figure out how to do this right. Yeah, it's always, it's always so, challenging. So, but uh, last year, uh, October uh, in Windsor is when we really got our, our, our wheels on the ground and making things happen. So we launched in Windsor, Nova Scotia in uh, October. And uh, Windsor, uh, after only eight months, has been recognized internationally by Yale University, the uh, Happiness Research Institute in Copenhagen, Dalhousie, Acadia, St. Mary's, Mount A. Wow. Uh, Nova Scotia legislature uh, have all recognized that we've done something very exceptional with the Happy Community Project in Windsor. That's amazing. And I have to say congratulations because that's quite impressive after only launching, did yeah. you say October 2017? Yeah. yeah Holy eight, cow. Eight months, yeah. Oh my goodness. That, so why <clears throat> why has that garnered so much attention? Well, it's garnered so much attention is because we've been able to do something that other people dream about doing and want to do and have goals to do and that sort of stuff, but we've actually been able to do it. And that is, uh, bring, change, change, literally change the culture of the community. Uh, the, um, uh, Windsor West Hants, uh, had a, used to have a, um, <clears throat> cultural attitude, which was quite, down on itself. Um, uh, and what we've done by uh, creating projects where people can come together and do things together, uh, uh, we've marshaled uh, a huge portion of the community, uh, about 500 people who are actually physically doing things. And, oh, that's incredible. And, and, and over half the community who are engaged in conversations on a regular basis about their community. Uh, uh, and that's all led to a, a completely different spirit. If you talk to a Windsorian or a West Hansian right now, uh, they'd probably be talking about, wow, you know, it's so exciting. It's so dynamic here. There's so much happening. It's inspiring. It's amazing. Those are the kind of words that they tend to use about their community now. Which so is it's really changed that, that whole perception of individuals and that community. Absolutely. So what are some of the things that you've done that help to generate the excitement? Because people are, you mentioned earlier, I mean, and people are burnt out. People are tired and people have a list of things to do. So what was it that was different that helped you recruit those people in the community? 
Well, uh, we talked a little bit about this in the first part, what people want to do. Right. Uh, so people want to make a difference, um, but they want to be able to do it on their own terms. Mm -hmm. uh, so they don't necessarily want to volunteer, which has a lot of obligation in it, uh, but they do want to help. Right. Um, and uh, so we've... Uh, uh, provided them with an opportunity to come up with ideas of what would bring their community more socially connected together. Uh, uh, so their ideas. And, and how did you do that? I was just, a, we invited the community to a, a meeting okay. and uh, put them to work uh, and, and said, what's the best ideas you can come up with that would make our community more socially connected? At the time, I think they came up with eight uh, ideas uh, that uh, got whittled down to five that they decided to actually really work on. Uh, that five then ex has since expanded. Uh, we're now in July. I know this won't be aired until September, but uh, in July we're, that's ex been expanded to 12 projects and projects that aren't for the faint of heart. Uh, there's uh, projects like uh, creating a farmer's market, so it's got a very active, dynamic farmer's market going. Community gardens, there's... Uh, I think there's, well, there's two acres plus eight other gardens that have been launched in the, in the community. Uh, uh, there's, um, uh, 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 makers that showed up in, com in the community, uh, uh, where it was, uh, uh, built by the community itself it was right. uh it was funded by the community it was all the equipment in it was donated by the community all the supplies for it was donated by the community uh uh, uh th there's a, a project that's still in the works for a youth hangout so that the youth have a place to go there's film in the park uh, there's a community breakfast, the corn boil, the, 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 uh, just one thing after another. That's, that's amazing. Uh, and, and, and these are all huge events. Now, do you typically get the same group of volunteers or is it breaking out and, and no. people have decided whatever is in their interest, they help with kind of thing? Absolutely. So, so at this, at this day back in July, so we're at the eight month mark. Uh, there have been, well, there's lots of ways of answering this question, but there's well over 500 people who have rolled up their sleeves. So there's a community breakfast that happens in Eller's House, which is part of the community. Uh, uh, that had run out of volunteers, and it, it, it was dying. Uh, and uh, we brought the Happy Community Project process to it, and uh, and uh, 40, 40 people put up their hand and said, how can I help? Awesome. And it now attracts 300 people a month wow. to, to, to the community breakfast. That's, which, so it's a monthly thing. It's, it happens on the last Saturday of every month. Perfect. So it's, uh, kind of, it's, it's really a, an amazing partnership because you revitalized Eller House as well. Well, it, the community for uh, uh, Windsor West Hans. So it's not just Windsor. Uh, Windsor is the town. West Hans is right. the, the uh, outside community. So most people actually live in the county rather than in the town. Uh, there's twenty thousand people in the community, but only thirty five hundred of them or so live in 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 the town of Windsor. Right, got you. Uh, right. So the community isn't just 
mm-hmm. Windsor itself, but uh, the, the surrounding areas around it as well. And so we've been able that that had a long history of being divisive. Uh, some of your listeners may remember some of <laughs> the divisiveness that went on between theirs. We made international news at one point. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen, but moving uh, on, we don't. But, but you learn but, from that stuff and you well, move on, right? Well, well, the we didn't create the divisiveness. No. What we've done is created the healing. Right. So, so you were aware uh, of that. So you recognize that it's important so, to get people on board and together again. Well. <laughs> So here's what makes a happy community, that uh, we have a sense of belonging, um, which I mean also means we have a sense of acceptance. Right. And within this community, we can do something that's meaningful. Uh, we have enough, we have sufficiency, we have a place to live and enough food. We feel safe and we feel fair. So most of that stuff involves relationships. And the relationships aren't with likeness. When those relationships cross the boundaries of diversity, then we have a healthy, happy community. A community that is pocketed into silos of we're us and they're they isn't a happy community. That's a community that's fighting with each other or afraid of each other or something with each other that that isn't causing happiness but is causing grief right, uh, or stress or something along those lines. So what other communities has the Happy Community Project moved into? Well, uh, at this point in July, we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, on, we're in Sackville. We started in Sackville about a month and a half ago or so. Uh, and Sackville is now following the same process and the same sort of things are happening here. We're starting to build momentum in Sackville uh, uh, around projects where people are working on things, doing things together. So they're working on projects like creating walking tours, family recreation activities, um, um, uh, ice cream, a community ice cream stand, uh, um, uh, a maker's, um, one of the ones that's most exciting to me that I really hope that we can make really happen is uh, safe uh, biking for families within the community. So families can get together as groups and find an area that's designated safe biking area and, uh, and, and, and have a biking activity on a regular routine basis in, the, in their community. And it's a big complaint because Sackville is, you know, if you ask any citizen here, it's not safe to ride a bike in, in Sackville here in July. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> your, your goal for when is that? When is that going to be underway? Well, and, and well, it's just started. That idea actually came up uh, about uh, ten days ago. Okay. So we haven't gotten it to uh, in, onto the ground yet. But one of the things that makes Happy Community Project work is that ideas are not. You know, ideas are cheap. People have ideas all the time. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But but what people notice is that we're serious about putting ideas into action that we make them real. And so I'm hoping and, and expecting that that idea will become a reality here in Sackville. And how do you plan to engage the community here? The same way we did in Windsor. It's an invitation. Uh, so where are people uh, going to get that invitation? The, well, uh, we're on Facebook. That's the easiest way. Uh, so Happy Community Project Sackville uh, we'll, we'll get you onto the Facebook page. Uh, uh, it also our website, happycommunityproject.com will also get you in the right direction. Uh, and, um, uh, uh, and so here's, uh, it's more than an invitation though. I want to expand on that just for a second. Yes, absolutely. 
if we are serious about wanting to have a happy place for our kids to live in, uh, then it becomes every citizen's responsibility to make sure our community is the kind of community that they want for it. That is something that we've lost or or are losing. We're losing our sense of responsibility to our community. We're used to delegating that off to government. It's they should do stuff. Uh, If they see a problem, they they should fix it for us. It's not our responsibility to fix it. Just tell them to go do it. And more and and more it's important to be proactive. And exactly. So... So the Happy Community Project is built around the idea of this is our community. There is no they in this community. It's our community. And if we want something done, it's we should do it. So what is it that we should do that's going to make us a more socially connected community? And in that idea is that it is every citizen's responsibility to that we should. Not necessarily that particular idea, but to the idea of the community. And uh, so that's the invitation, is to exercise your responsibility as a citizen and come out to the Happy Community Projects and and, uh, bring your ideas and, and also bring your sleeves rolled up, ready to help put these ideas into action so that our community does become the kind of community we want it to be. That's amazing. I love that whole notion of the Happy Community Project. I know that it's going to be expanding and expanding. It is. And expanding. Sure. My my, my grandkids don't live in Nova Scotia. They live in Ontario and Alberta. And uh, that they will ever live in Nova Scotia is unlikely. So my goals for the Happy Community Project is that it is everywhere. And our our stated goal is that we'll be in 2,000 communities in 10 years from now. That's very ambitious, but I think it's very doable. It is doable. It's not a made-up number. It's not based on what I've been able to witness other organizations have been able to do around the world, the the best organizations in the world. So that's what we're going to try and do, too. That's awesome. And I have no doubt that that will happen. I want to thank you again for coming in today, Barry. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. And again, I wish you all the success in all of your happy community projects and for expanding. And I think that there'll be... It'll be an easier thing for you, especially where you're garnering all that attention from some of those top-notch universities, especially. It's absolutely absolutely fantastic. So thank you once again. And that is it for Find Your Sparkle with Jen today. It's Jen signing off. Have yourself a fabulous weekend. And I just want to say special thanks to Luke for producing this episode of Find Your Sparkle with Jen. Go out and sparkle today. We'll see you next time.